Let's go. Hi, Randy. How are you? Glad to see you all make it. Uh, let's go to the book of James. The book of James. Second chapter. There's 26 verses here. I don't know if I'll get through all of it. I, I don't know. <laughs> book of James, the general epistle of James. Chapter 2. I'll read them, and then I'll go back through them. Um, I, like to, I like to preach that way a lot, doing verse-by-verse verse exposition. I think you get more of a balance of truth that way. Um, so, My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord, Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect of persons. For if there come unto your assembly a man with a gold ring in goodly apparel, and there come also a poor man in vile raiment, and ye have respect to him that weareth the gay clothing, and saith unto him, Set thou here in a good place, and say to the poor, Stand thou there, or sit here under my footstool. Are ye not then partial in yourselves, and are become judges of evil thoughts? Hearken, my beloved brethren, hath not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom which he hath promised to them that love him? But ye have despised the poor, do not the rich men oppress you and draw you before the judgment seats? Do not they blaspheme the, uh, that worthy name by which ye are called? If ye fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, thou shalt love, the, uh, love thy neighbor as thyself, ye do well. But if ye have respect to persons, ye commit sin and are convinced of the law as transgressors. For whosoever keep the... Uh, who, for whosoever shall keep the whole law, and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. For he that saith, said, do not commit adultery, said also, do not kill. Now if thou commit no adultery, yet if thou kill, thou art become a transgressor of the law. So speak ye, and, do so, and, and so do, as they that shall be judged by the law of liberty. For he shall have judgment without mercy, that hath showed no mercy, and mercy rejoiceth, Against judgment. What doeth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and have not works, can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute, by, destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doeth it profit? Even so, faith, if it had not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works. And I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest there is one God. Thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. <clears throat> but wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Seest thou how faith wrought or worked with his works? And by works was faith made perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled which said, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. Ye see then how that by works a man is justified, and not by faith only. Likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works, when she had received the messengers, and had sent them out another way. For as the body... 
without the, with, uh, without the Spirit is dead. So faith without works is dead also. And we'll stop there. May the Lord bless the reading of James chapter 2. Amen. So there's a lot of stuff here. A lot of doctrine here. Uh, now, James uh, is writing this general epistle. It's not really specifically to a church, okay? But it's, it's, it's in a general sense to believers. And I would believe they would be Jews and Gentiles at this time. And that this time would be around 45, 40 to 45 AD. But they are being persecuted, so they are scattered abroad. So he's talking to people abroad, probably in houses and, and, and assemblies there. The Lord's churches, but it, you know, we, we're, we're in a building here. This is the assemblies here, but this is a building. We can go serve the Lord in a barn somewhere as long as the assembly's there. So, um, so he, here, here's my point on all this. In verse 1 he says, My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, we know the Lord of glory, we know in him uh, he is the light, and in him there is no darkness. He is the Lord of glory. Okay? With respect of persons. Um, that respect of persons, that would be... Um, Favoritism, okay? Having favoritism for, for certain people and not others. That's what respect of persons means there uh, in that context. It says, for if there come unto your assembly, okay, a man with a gold ring. Does anybody have a gold ring on? I don't. But if a man comes into your assembly with a gold ring, and he says, in a goodly apparel, that means he's, he's got nice clothes, he's, you know, he's, He's dressed to the nines is what you would say. Um, and they're coming also a poor man in vile raiment. But we know about how John the Baptist, what kind of raiment, what, what kind of vile raiment was he wearing? Camel skin. So was Elijah, the Tishbite. And that's how they recognized Elijah the Tishbite, but by what he was wearing. <laughs> so John the Baptist was wearing leather girdle. I mean, he was, he was rough, you know, uh, we just read it there, but that's vile raiment. So you have a guy with gold ring, with good apparel. Now you have another poor man. So this man here with good apparel and a gold ring, you would say he could be a rich man. And then you have a poor man with vile raiment. He don't have much. He probably don't have anything as much as that guy there. And it says, and you have respect to him that weareth the gay clothing. No, that's not... What gay means these days? Gay is nice clothes, you know, or bright, vibrant colors, or gay clothing, okay? And it says, he said to them, or to him, sit thou here in a good place. He's talking to the man that has the gold ring. Sit thou here into a good place. So the guy that comes into the assembly, he's wearing a gold ring and good apparel, he tells him to sit in a good place. Now look what he says to, to the, the poor man. He says, and saying to the poor, stand thou there. He don't say sad, he says stand thou there. Stand, you didn't stand right there. And then he says, or sit here under my footstool. You, you can come sit right underneath my foot. That's basically what he's saying. So, respect to persons, having favoritism. Look, he says, my brethren have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect of persons. 
Don't underestimate somebody coming here. I don't care if he's got fine apparel, gold ring, or whatever. Or the poor man comes off the street and he's in his work clothes. It don't matter. You don't know if he has a relationship with the Lord. You don't know if he's a child of God. See, there's, there's, there's having the favoritism. That's what he's talking about right there. So you, you can't judge somebody of what they're wearing or what it's because they're wearing good. Oh, well, he's... Oh, he's a Christian now. He's got to he's got to come up here and sit here. Now you got you 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 poor man there. You just sit back there, or you just stand back there, or you can come up here and sit on my foot still. We don't we don't need to do that. Okay. Amen. Are ye not then partial in yourselves and are become judges of evil thoughts? See, being judges of uh, putting in your mind, oh well, he can't be a child of God. Somebody like that, where you know people. Judge people by their appearance, by how they look. Oh, well, I've got tattoos on me. So when someone says, oh, you're a preacher. Well, you got all those tattoos. How can you be a preacher? They don't know. They don't know my heart. They don't know who I am. They don't, they don't know my relationship with, with Jesus Christ. They don't know, they don't know that. So how, how can they be quick to judge me? And that's what James is saying there. He says, are, are you all not then partial in yourselves? And, and are become judges of evil thoughts, meaning thinking that the less of somebody because they're, they don't have much. And then someone else has got good stuff. And they're, and they, well, he's, he's a Christian. You can you, you bring him in. That poor man, he, 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 we ain't worried about him. No, we need to treat everybody. Love thy neighbor as thyself. There's the, there's the, there's the royal uh, law. Okay? Um, so we need to be aware of those things. Someone comes in to the assembly Sunday, Wednesday night, Wednesday night, Sunday morning. We we need to go and 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 greet them. We we do. I'm not saying we don't, but go and greet them. How you doing? Nice to meet you. And what's your name? And, you know, and just and, and comfort them and, and and bring them in. You know, so we don't need to be like the like these people here and be judges of evil thoughts, thinking of somebody else of what they what they are and and, and not not being really remorse of what, what they don't know if they're a child of God. They don't know their heart and they're judging them. Okay. Hearken my beloved brethren hath not God chosen the poor of this world rich in faith. Sure he has. And heirs of the kingdom which he hath promised to them that love him. No lot of poor that he saved. That woman at the well, she was poor. She didn't have nothing. Um, there's a lot. Uh, we were all poor. We become rich because of him. Amen. He became poor for us. He goes after the, the poor sinners. The, 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 he didn't like the Pharisees. He wasn't fond on the Pharisees. Jesus wasn't. Uh, he rebuked them a lot. He told them generations of vipers. Uh, Hearken, my beloved brethren, hath not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom which hath promised to them that love him. But ye have despised the poor. Do not rich men oppress you and draw you before the judgment seats? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, that's persecution that was going on then. The Pharisees were, were, were persecuting the, the Christians. Look what Saul was doing for the Lord saved him. He was going to Damascus to do do more, and that and that's exactly what was going on at the time of the early the early church the the early churches. They in the first century they they started getting scattered because of persecutions and 
and all that, and, and these people that were rich oppressed them and drawed you before the judgment seats. They, 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 were, they were killing them, okay? They were doing a lot of things to Christians, uh, believers of the Lord Jesus Christ. But that's, we can say that into, uh, into application uh, in the day. Uh, there's a lot of people that are getting persecuted right now in Canada, uh, Indonesia, China, everywhere. And it's, it's really rampant now more than it, than it has been. And I tell you what, like Brother Jerry says, the only thing keeping us from being persecuted and killed is the First and Second Amendment. That's it. If it wasn't for those two, we'd be in trouble. Which I don't know how long it's going to last. We don't know. But you know what? If God be for us, who can be against us? You. Amen. So I'm not really too worried about what they can do to me. They can only kill you one time. They can cut your tongue out like they did Watchman Nee. But you know what? He wrote more and did more uh, writing than he did when he, when he was preaching. He did all by writing. So... Do not they blaspheme that worthy name by which ye are called? Yes, they did. They blaspheme Jesus. Absolutely. Look at uh, Revelation thirteen one. Revelation thirteen one. And I stood upon the sand of the sea. And saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the names of blasphemy. Then uh, you can look, Matthew 12, uh, you can write them down, or Matthew 12. Verse 34. Uh, no, verse 26. And if Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How shall then his kingdom stand? And if I by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom do your children cast them out? Therefore they shall be your judges. Uh, the Pharisees, look what, it, what he says up in verse 24. Uh, he says, but when the Pharisees heard it, they said, this fellow doth not cast out devils, but by Beelzebub. The prince of the devils, uh, the Beelzebub, that is the god of Ekron. It's a fly god, and there were many false gods. But the Pharisee is saying that Jesus was casting out devils in the name of Beelzebub. There's blasphemy, uh, and 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 so they do it to us too because we had the name, the name of Jesus Christ. We announced Jesus Christ, and they hate him. They hate us. Jesus said they've hated me, and they'll hate you. It's a, lot, it's a time that we live in. It's a world that we live in. It's not ever going to change. It didn't change then, 2,000 years ago, and it hasn't changed now. So what, what will make us uh, think that it's going to change? It's not going to change. It won't. Uh, so do not they blaspheme that worthy name by which ye are called. Sure, Christians. We're Christians. We're followers of Jesus Christ. And they, and, they, and they reject us. They rejected him. He came into his own, his own received him not. 
They hated him and they, and they hated us. Okay? If ye fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Y'all do well. There, there is the royal law according to the scripture. And it's, and it's there twice, the law of liberty. You can go to Galatians 5.14, Matthew 22.39, and then John 15.12. And they all say the same thing. It says, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There's the royal law. That's what his commandment, Jesus' commandment was. That is the new commandment. Do y'all know, we all know what the old commandment is. The old commandment it was, in the Old Testament, is uh, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and soul and mind and strength. There was the old commandment. And then this is the second, the new commandment that he gave, Jesus. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Okay. But, he says in verse 9, but if we have respect to persons, see, there's that respect to persons. So we're having, uh, uh, there we are again, doing the same thing. Having respect to persons, you commit sin and are convinced of the law as transgressors. Lawbreakers. There we are having favoritism again. He's done talk, talked about that once up there in the, in the beginning. About how a man comes in with gold ring. And good apparel, then a, and then a poor man comes in with vile raiment, and then you treat him different than the than the, the rich man. But they're both child of God; they're both children of God. So there they are doing favoritism. So they were doing that kind of stuff. That's what James is. They, they, that was going on. Okay. So he says, "But if ye have respect to persons, ye commit sin." There you go, judging and 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 and. Boasted about what this man's done, but not worried about the other man. But they, they're both children of God. So how can you do that? He says you sin. He says you commit sin and are convinced of the law as transgressors. Amen. You're lawbreakers, basically. For whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend one, one in one point, he is guilty of all. My goodness. There's only been one, one to ever keep the law, and that was the man Christ Jesus. That's it. He's the only one. He kept it all. He fulfilled it all. He submitted himself unto the righteousness of God, and he kept it, every jot and tittle of it, and he earned perfect righteousness. So he fulfilled it. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. So someone says, well, I haven't ever killed nobody. Yeah, but have you lied? Yeah. Well, then you're a liar. Uh, I can't remember what Jerry, that thing, it was on a, it's one of them guys, he's like, are you a, 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 have you ever committed adultery? He's like, yeah. He said, have you ever lied? Yes. Have you ever stole? Yes. He said, well, you're a, a, a lying adulterous thief or something like that. It's, I don't know. It's, but the whole point here is, the whole point here is, is whosoever shall keep the whole law yet, Offending one point is guilty of all. So someone says, well, I've kept, just like the rich young ruler says, I kept all these unto my, my youth. I've kept all these unto, yeah, but he, he said, thou shalt not commit uh, covenants. So he broke the law. 
He didn't keep it. He thought he kept the law, but he broke one of them. He says if you break one of them, you're guilty of all of them. I don't care who, who you are. You've broken one, you've broken them all. And that's what God says. Don't look it up to me and don't say, oh, well, I said it. God says it. Why? Because it's God's word. Amen. Amen. Uh, I've had somebody, some, somebody say that before. Oh, well, I don't believe that, you've, uh, that uh, if you uh, break one law, you're guilty of all. I said, really? I said, I'll take you right to the scripture right now. I got my Bible out. He was a Catholic. I went to James and I knew exactly where it was at. I said, right here. I says, for whosoever shall keep the whole law, and yet offending one point is guilty of all. And you know what he said to me? He said, that's kind of harsh, isn't it? I said, no. It ain't harsh. I said, are you saying uh, that God's limited what he can do? God's holy. He's thrice holy God. He's sovereign over all. He's a creator. And what he does, what he wants to, and when he wants to, and how he wants to. And there's nothing you're going to do about it. So, when God says you've broken one, you've broken them all. I've broken them all hundreds of times. But you know what? If it wasn't for His grace, Amen. if it wasn't for Jesus Christ and His blood, I'd be, I'd be a hell-bound sinner in which I do deserve anyway. Um, verse 11. For he that said, do not commit adultery, see? And said also, do not kill. Now, if thou commit no adultery, yet if thou kill, thou become a transgressor of the law. See that he he he, he brings all that out right there. He, that's how he that's how he uh, shows that what the first uh, the the ver the first ten what he says there. Now he's bringing it out in verse eleven of why if you break one law, you were guilty of them all. He and he brings it all right there. So, verse twelve. So speak ye, you all, and ye is second person plural, you all, so speak you all, and so do, as they that shall be judged by the law of liberty. And the law of liberty is the same as the royal law. It's that thou shall love the, uh, thy neighbor as thyself. There's a liberty of law, it's the same thing. Okay? So speak ye, and do so, and so do as they that shall be judged by the law of liberty. Okay? For he shall have judgment without mercy. Who? Whoever's breaking this law. For he shall have judgment without mercy. And it says that hath showed no mercy and mercy re rejoiceth against judgment. I tell you what, a person that's not on the Lord's side, is not a blood-bought believer. He'll have he'll be with that. He'll be in judgment without mercy. And that's what that's saying there. And then shows no mercy. And then it says, "And mercy rejoiceth against judgment." Thank God. Okay, uh, I, I won't be judged for my sins. My sins has already been judged. My sins have already been judged. They was all on Christ's shoulders. Amen. All my sins. He paid it all. He didn't pay for some of it. He paid it all. Every drop of it. Past, present, and future. He paid them all. I mean, uh, my sins are forgiven from the east to the west. They've been buried in the depths of the sea. I don't know how deep, how deep the sea goes, but they've been buried down. You can't never find them again. They're no more. How do we stand before God? 
How are we justified before God? Because of Christ. Amen. When God sees us, he sees Jesus Christ, his only begotten son. Uh, what doeth it profit? Verse 14. <clears throat> what doeth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and have not works, can faith save him? No. Absolutely not. What doth it profit? He says, what doth it profit, my brethren? He's talking to believers here. He's not talking to the world at large. He's talking to believers. When he says brethren, he, and, I, and I talk about that a lot with people, the Bible was not written for lost people. The Bible was written for saved people. This is our spiritual food Amen. that we get. This is not a book for lost people. A lost person couldn't read it and understand it. That's true. I mean, seriously. If, if you're not a child of God, led by the Holy Spirit, you cannot understand what, the, what God's speaking to you. You'll just read it. You know, I hear a lot of people say, well, I'll read the Bible back and forth, back and forth, and back and forth. I'll say, yeah, quote me a scripture. Well, I really don't know none off the top of my head. I say, yeah, but you said you read the Bible. See what I'm saying? The Bible's not for lost people. It's for believers. But anyway, I'm going to get off another point. What doeth a prophet, my brethren, though a man say he had faith, and faith, he can have in faith in a lot of things. He can have faith in uh, evolution. He can have faith in his money. He can have faith in all these things, whatever. I have faith that, uh, that the bank's going to keep my money. I got faith that they're going to keep it in there and ain't nobody going to get it. Okay. Uh, what kind of faith are you having? See, uh, he says, though a man say he has faith, faith, and hath not works, can faith save him? Well, I say that I'm a, I'm a child of God. I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. And I, I believe in all that. But where's your, where's your work set, though? See, you, you're not showing any, any, any fruitful works, is what I'm saying. It wouldn't be works as in a work salvation. It'd be fruitful works. What are you doing? Uh, well, I, I believe in Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, oh, do you go to church? No. Uh, do you read your Bible? No. Do you ever pray? No. Do you ever witness? No. Okay, so you're saying you have faith in Jesus Christ, but without works, it is dead. Amen. Simple as that. So, how can you say you have faith and have not works? Can faith save him? No. Okay. If a brother or sister be naked, here and see, he goes these points here in the scripture, and then he and then he goes again and he explains what he's talking about in the first part. So here he is in verse 15, he says, If a brother or sister be naked, a brother or sister in the Lord be naked, man, uh, that'd be terrible out here on a cold night. You're, you're naked and you're destitute of daily food. You are naked and you have no food. You're cold and you're hungry. Okay? And one of you saying to them, Depart in peace, be ye warm. And filled, notwithstanding, ye give them not those things which are needful to the body. What doth it profit? So you're saying you have faith in in, in in Jesus Christ, but without works, can faith save you? So here, here's a, a a brother and sister, naked and cold and hungry, and then these brother brethren or sister send them on their way and says, "Go in peace." And don't give them any clothes and don't give them any food. What does it profit? It don't profit anything. They're going to still be naked and hungry. Right. 
So that's my whole point right there. You can have faith in, in, in a lot of things, but if you don't show good works of it, uh, uh, fruitful works, then it don't do anything. Faith cannot save you. Okay, that's... And one of you say unto them, depart, I already read it. Verse 17. Even so, faith, if it had not works, is dead, being alone. Just like the, the, the naked person, the naked one and the, and, the, and, the, and the hungry one. You're alone. Okay? Yea, man may say, thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works. And I will show thee my faith by my works. Amen. There you go. So this this verse here, he says, Yea, man may say that I have faith and I have works. What kind of works? Circumcision? Baptism? What kind of works are you talking about? And then a works, is he talking about a work salvation like that? And then he says, Show me thy faith without thy works. And then he says, and I will show thee my faith by my works. There's, there's a difference right there. there there's, there's one saying that he has faith, but, he's, but he's, doing, he's trying to do something to justify his faith. Trying to do works, a work salvation. And then uh, he goes on and says, I will show thee faith by my works and what I do for the Lord. What I'm doing. I, I'm a servant of God. Okay. Thou believest that there is one God. Absolutely. Thou doest well, he says. The devils. <laughs> this verse right here. This verse. He says, Thou believest there, that there is one God. Thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. Amen. They believe that there is a God, but they don't have faith. See? They, they, they still tremble. They know God. They know who He is. But they don't have faith in His Son. And that's what He's saying. Thou believest there is one God. He's talking to, uh, I don't know who He's talking to. He's talking to people in general. But you can talk to applications of other people. Oh, yeah, I believe in God. How many, how many people in the world do you talk to in this day and age? Uh, yeah, I believe in God. Yeah, so does the devils and the angels. But they tremble, fear and tremble. I've told people that. Oh, I believe in God. Yes, the devils do too, but they tremble. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It throws them off a loop. They don't understand what you're talking about. He says, even the evil spirits believe. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. But without, no, O vain man, that faith without works is dead. See, there he comes right back to it. You believe in, in, in God, but you don't have faith in Jesus Christ. So faith without works, it is dead. He said this numerous times here. You can't have faith in something, and, and, and you can't have faith in Jesus Christ and not, and not show that you're a child of God, not have good uh, fruits. You should, you should be bearing fruit as a child of God. And Jesus Christ said you should bear much fruit. Okay? Fruit of good works. Uh, look at Romans four, eleven. Mm. 
Yeah. This is the next verse. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac, his son, upon the altar? So Romans 4, uh, verse 11. Uh, and he received the sign of circumcision and seal of the righteousness of the faith which he hath yet been uncircumcised that he might be the father of all of them that believe though they be not circumcised the righteous might be imputed unto them also and the father of circumcision to them who are not of, the, of circumcision only but also walk in the steps of the faith of that faith of our father Abraham which he has been yet uncircumcised. So you're not getting faith in having dead works of circumcision. It's not nothing like that. It's works of good works, fruitful works. Okay. Um, was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Faith. He moved by faith. Abraham moved by faith. But the works, he, let's, let's look at that. Eight, uh, Genesis chapter 22. Genesis chapter 22, verse 2. Genesis chapter 22, verse 2. And he said, Take now thy son, thy only son, which is Isaac, and whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering, a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell of thee. He don't know yet. God said, Go there to Moriah, and I'll tell you the mountain. Okay? And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took Two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son, and clave the wood for the burnt offering, rose up and went into the place of the God had told him. See, he's going by faith. He's going by faith. Then got on the third on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. Okay. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye. Remain here with the ass, and I and the lad, the, the boy. Uh, we'll go yonder and worship and come again to you. See, there's faith. He says, I will go and worship. I'm going to go up here and sacrifice my son, but I'm going to, you know what? I, I, I have faith that, that God's going to provide. And I'll be back. I will be back. Amen. See? And then it says, And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand. I guess it was a fire in his hand. He had the fire in his hand and a knife. And they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father. And he said, Here I am, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? See, Isaac's old enough to know what a burnt offering is. He's asking Abraham, he's asking his daddy, Hey, you got the fire and the wood, where's the, where's the lamb? He don't know he's getting ready to be sacrificed. He's, he's the one. Uh, and Abraham said, My son, here it is, God will provide. God will provide. Jehovah Jireh, that's what that means. The Lord will provide. God will provide uh, himself a lamb for a burnt offering. And so they went both of them together. And they came to the place which God had told of him, 
uh, told him of, uh, of, and Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order, and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took his knife to slay his son. See, he's, he's doing all this by faith. He's doing all this. This is his only son. This is his only son. This is all, and he's getting ready to, the, the, to kill his own son because God told him to. There's faith. And, um, and the angel of the Lord called unto, unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. That's a, when your mom says, Derek, Derek, you better listen. Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. And he said, lay not thy hand upon the lad, neither do, do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thy only son for me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in the thicket. There he is. He's in the, he's in the thicket. There, there, there is where God will provide. There he is. And by, and, to, and, and by his horns, and Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering instead of his son. There is the works that he's talking about. Abraham moved by faith, but there's the works that he did upon the altar. There, that's what they're talking about right there. Not a works, not a work salvation, not good fruitful works. That, that's what James is saying here. So he says, in the scripture, uh, so it says, was not Abraham our father justified by works when, offered, when he had offered Isaac upon his son, his, his son upon the altar? And seest thou how faith wrought or worked with his works, and by works was faith made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled which saith, Abraham believed God, he believed God, and was imputed unto him for righteousness. He imputed, God imputed righteousness unto him. And he called, and he was called the friend of God. And we are imputed, that imputed righteousness that Jesus gives us, his own righteousness, he imputes it to us. Okay? And we don't, we don't believe in Jesus Christ, we have faith. It's for by grace you are saved through faith. So it's uh, uh, grace alone, faith alone, and Christ alone. Um, and then he says here in verse 24, it says, Ye see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. And likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way. She kept the messengers in her house. She hid them. There was faith, and then she sent them another way. She didn't send them to, to, the, to the enemy. She sent them away. And it says, for as the body without the spirit is dead. Uh, if you don't have a spirit, you're dead. And it says, so faith without works is dead also. And I want to uh, wrap this up here. Go to Hebrews uh, chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. Faith, the saving faith. Uh, Hebrews. This is Paul writing to Jews. Uh, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, for the evidence of things not seen. <laughs> there it is. For by it the elders obtain a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which do appeared. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Cain offered vegetables. Abel, he offered 
uh, a lamb probably or a sheep. And then you go on throughout. It says, but without faith it is impossible to please him. Uh, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And then look here what it says in verse 7. By faith. Here it is. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen yet. He's not, he's, he, God's telling him you better uh, prepare an ark. Uh, the catastrophic flood is going to come and it's going to come and it's going to wipe out all the flesh. He says, by faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet. He didn't know the flood was going to come yet. God just told him to build the ark. He says, with fear, prepared an ark for saving his house. And by which he condemned the world and became the heir of the righteous righteousness, which is by faith. The just shall live by faith. It says that in Romans 1. By faith, Noah being warned of God, of things not seen. We have faith in Jesus Christ, but we haven't seen him. We know that he's the creator of all. We know he has created and framed the world. We know this is the word of God. We know he has created the heavens and the earth and all that. How do we have that faith? How do we have that saving faith? Because he has revealed it to us. He has revealed Jesus Christ to us. He has shined the light into the darkness and in the face of God and uh, of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. He has, he has done that to us as believers. He hasn't done it for everybody. He has done it to ones he's chosen. Amen. So we have faith through faith. Okay? Um, so Noah moved by faith Abraham did too and all these here these are all faith it all, it all talks about that so my whole point is in, in James here it says for as the body without the spirit is dead so faith without works is dead also you can't have faith in Jesus Christ and have no, no fruitful works Amen. you can't so, so you're, it's dead. And that's, and, he, and, and that's what he's talking about this whole chapter here. And he's brought that out. And it says it's, it, it, you can't please God. Without faith, you, it, you, it's, you, you can't please him. You can't please him. So faith without works is dead. It's, it's, it's dead. So uh, Lord, bless the word. And, uh, that's the message. Um... Uh.